Hello guys and happy Monday. I'm your host Ombla Epinobi and as always we have Taylor in Nashville. Hey everybody, how's it going? We are going to have a very, uh, shall we say, interesting stream today. I want to go ahead and let you guys know uh, it's a sensitive subject matter and you've probably deduced that by looking at the title. It seems as though allegedly the uh, Nashville Shooters Manifesto has been leaked. Uh, and we're gonna get into some details here, fill you in on the background for those of you who may not be familiar with the story or who you know, may have had a, a lapse in, in memory from everything that's happened in the past. Uh, on March 27th, there was a shooting in Nashville at the Covenant School where six people lost their lives, three children and three adults. Now, the shooter who ended up dying on that day as well, was Audrey Hale, a female who identified as transgender, went by another name, Aiden Hale, who decided that this is what they were going to do on that day. There was a manifesto that was found uh, by police um, as soon as this had happened, basically right after it occurred, uh, as well as many other notebooks and writings and a lot of other information in regard to the shooter themselves. And that was held away from the public. Uh, the police decided it was best not to release the manifesto. And I believe there was also family members of victims who have been on the fence as to whether or not this should be released. Some even fighting for it not to be released uh, or talked about because of, of fear of, of trauma and things like that. So we want to be very careful in how we discuss this. There was, of course, a story that broke today uh, brought to us by Stephen Crowder of Louder with Crowder. And he said that he had obtained pieces of the manifesto and and showed them live on his show, and that we will discuss. Before we get into that, I do want to get into some of the news coverage regarding this, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper and talk about this a little more. Let's do that. Breaking news this noon hour. A conservative talk show host claims he's released documents related to the Covenant School shooting here in Nashville. We know Stephen Crowder is the host of Louder with Crowder. He released three photos of writings in notebooks. Crowder claims they're actual images of the shooter's writings. Metro police say they are aware of the photos. They're receiving calls about them. We talked with police right now. They are not confirming the legitimacy of those photos. Now, our chief investigative reporter, always glad to have Jeremy Finley on with us. You've actually been reaching out to people throughout the city all morning. So what have you learned? What are you hearing right now? So what all of us are doing is we're watching our phones because Metro Police, when they authenticate information, they put it out on Twitter, what used to be known as Twitter. Right. And I literally just checked moments ago. There is nothing new about this because there is so much at stake here, right? We've right. talked so much about the fact that there have been people that have sued to get these writings and Metro Police has not released those writings um, citing those lawsuits not wanting to release that we we know that they have said the chief Drake himself has said that so much of it doesn't make any sense and so we have to be absolutely careful with what we are reporting is absolutely authentic but we do know that a short while ago I was able to reach out to the attorney who was representing the family of the parents of the school 
shooter. He writes, I represent Mr. Ron and Mrs. Norma Hale. We have never seen the manifesto at any time. We're not in a position to authenticate these pieces of paper. We have absolutely not released anything, but we certainly did not release this. It's inappropriate for me to make any further comment about it. So we have been reaching out to all of our sources throughout law enforcement. I've reached out to the mayor's office. The mayor's office punted to the police department. So at this point, you know, there's so much mm -hmm. at stake here. If police comes out and they do confirm this, then they are essentially releasing this information that is in this manifesto. But we are not reporting that information yet because it isn't authenticated. Exactly. So we got a lot more confirmation that we need to do. And of course, we've been hearing from the victim's parents saying they absolutely do not want they this not. to be released. That's so right. We're going to continue to follow this, stay on top of it, and bring you the very latest chairman. So it's interesting that they said that the parents have not seen any of the manifesto writings. I wonder exactly why that is. Maybe it was at their own request. They didn't want to see what was happening there. Maybe the police kept it away from them. Uh, that seems kind of, you know, outlandish to me that something like this would happen with your, your child and you weren't able to see the manifesto or maybe requested not to. So again, the Metro Police have not confirmed that this is actually a uh, part of the manifesto. And as I also said, they found many other things in regard to Audrey Hale when doing their investigation in regard to this shooting. Several notebooks and probably tons of, of other writing that has yet to be released. So there was a lot of speculation at the time. And again, this happened at the end of, of March. Uh, a lot of people saying that this was an attack against Christians because this was a Christian school, the Covenant School. Some saying that it was an attack against white people. Others saying it was an attack against, you know, cisgender people as Audrey Hale uh, identified as transgender and decided to go by another name. So lots of back and forth as to exactly why this happened, what was the motivation, and many wanted to see the manifesto, and they thought it was uh, within the best interest of the people that it be released so that there could be some clarity as to what, would, what was going on. They could, you know... Uh, see what Audrey's mental state might have been like, whether or not Audrey was on SSRIs, what sort of treatment was happening in the background, and just overall a reason behind why somebody would commit such uh, a heinous crime. And as I said before, the manifesto was kept from, from the public until seemingly now, and I must say allegedly as many times as I can during this show, because again, it's not been confirmed, and we do not fully know. Now, I am going to show you some of the writings here that were released uh, by Steven Crowder's team at Louder with Crowder. Really interesting that they decided to watermark these photos very largely with the, the Louder with Crowder show. Uh, you, you can read into that how you will. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, it's an interesting thing to do on a manifesto of somebody who's committed such a heinous act, but I digress. Uh, it says here, I think Dark Abyss at the top, uh, Death Day, and to read this, today is the day. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I am a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited the past two weeks. There were several, there was, were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm also an hour and seven minutes away. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong. I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God, let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three, seven. 
it's gonna go quick. I hope I have a high death count, ready to die, ha ha. And it's signed Aiden, uh, which was the chosen name of, of Audrey Hale. There's then a long sort of schedule for what Audrey refers to as death day, where she writes through uh, the times of what she's going to do throughout the day, everything from going to the range to eating breakfast, which you can go and, and look into this further uh, if you'd like. And uh, this one, warning, is the most atrocious of them all. I'm going to, when reading this, censor some of the words that are used. It says, kill those kids, with three exclamation points, those crackers, Going to private fancy schools with those fancy, I believe it's meant to be khakis, uh, but it's spelled incorrectly, and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F those little S words. I wish to shoot you weak A word, D word, uh, with your mop yellow hair. I want to kill all you little crackers, a bunch of little F words, the derogatory slur for gay people, typically, uh, with your white privileges, also spelled wrong, F you, F words. And again, that being the slur typically used for gay people. So these were the three documents that were released. Uh, Steven Crowder says, uh, you know, allegedly this was given to him uh, and shared with him through the police department. And I guess one of the detectives on the scene had gotten photographs of this. It was then sent to another source that he has within the police department and that his team actually went to Nashville, presumably, to authenticate these documents uh, before sharing them with the world now. Now, if you go through these, a lot can be deduced if these are in fact real. Uh, the very first thing that comes to my mind is most definitely a strong mental illness. This is just unbelievable. And you know what I say when things like this happen, and unfortunately they happen far too often, that I don't think you are capable of, of committing an act like this without suffering from some form of, of mental illness. It takes it takes a lot to, I think, be driven to commit such a heinous act. And again, this was an act that ended the lives of six people, three of whom were children. And it's just tragic to think about. It's tragic to go through and read this and to see, you know, what the motivations were behind this. Interestingly enough, uh, white hatred seems to be a recurring theme throughout some of the writings here. And Audrey Hale was white, for those of you who are unfamiliar. Um, using the word like like crackers, we all know a derogatory slur for, slur for white people. And that's an interesting place to, to be in because we know that there is a lot of ideology out there that does sort of push forward the idea that white people are the villains of our time, that they are the oppressors, they are the ones who are holding people down. And it seems as though uh, Audrey may have allegedly felt like that, given the nature of what was written here, seems to have a lot of disdain for people who have money, uh, given the writings of fancy khakis and sports backpacks and daddy's Mustangs. So there seems to be a lot of hatred there. And interestingly, using slurs that many would deem to be homophobic in the writing, which is strange. I also must point out that that second to last line with your white privileges, 
that was written, which again is showing me that there was some hatred towards white people, which is interesting because you think that would manifest into self-hatred as well. Maybe she viewed herself as being absolved of her white privileges and maybe not being a recipient of white privilege in some way, shape or form. But, you know, these very same people would have been members of her community, given that she was so hellbent on focusing on whiteness and referring to the kids in this way. It clearly shows some underlying motivation if these are in fact real documents. But again, this is three photos of what the police said were hundreds of, of papers. So we have to keep in mind the selective nature of these photographs, what else could have been written, what else could have been talked about. I'm sure there's far more information. I don't know that this will maybe push uh, police and law enforcement to release the, the rest of the manifesto. So far, it seems like they are having the opposite reaction to this. They have yet to state whether or not this is real or fake, which you would imagine would be a pretty quick uh, answer, seeing as seeming as they've gone through, you know, all of these papers and pages and they probably have this documented and, you, you know, with them. So they should be able to quickly look at this and confirm or deny whether or not this is real. Now, Google immediately jumped on, it seems, allegedly censoring uh, this manifesto. Stephen Crowder decided to post this. And when he Googled Nashville manifesto leak, it says it looks like the results below are changing quickly. If the topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to publish information. It says, check the source. Are they trusted on this topic? Come back later. Other sources might have more information on this topic in a few hours or days. Now, I did take it upon myself to go and search that exact Google search, and it seems as though now... Google is actually giving you results when you type that in, and I'll go ahead and do it again, just for the sake of clarity. Uh, here we go. So when you Google that, now we have these sources popping up on Google. So who knows what they've done, whether or not they've gone and selectively chosen the sources that they want people to read on this subject, or now it's populated. I don't know. Uh, I think he also said that the photos were being censored on Facebook as well. So there seems to be a quick response to not wanting these to be shared. Now, it could be that they want to wait for police to authenticate these documents and to say, yes, they are real. It could be that they want to get ahead of the curve and start scrubbing the Internet so that people don't find this stuff. But it is most definitely circulated. It's still up on uh, Rumble. It's all over X. It's everywhere. So really what we're going to do is wait and see here. I don't know what else there there is to say other than, you know, now that it's out, I, it's probably within the best interest of the public and for trust in media that they get ahead of this and confirm or deny it as quickly as possible. And if they want to add more clarity to the situation, maybe release the other writings that have been put out. I do also want to reiterate that there are family members of those whose lives were lost in this shooting who are saying they don't want the manifesto released. I also want to give voice to that opinion as well. And I, I don't know what you do in that case. Maybe it's, you know, taking stock of all who are directly affected and getting their uh, opinion on the matter. 
or you look at it as, you know, the facts are the facts. The situation took place. The public is aware of the situation that took place. It affected a lot of individuals. And maybe we should release this in order for people to be, you know, educated as to the motive, to come to their own conclusions, and to just to get the full scope of of the picture and what has happened here. It's a little strange to me when you have such a heinous act committed like this and you don't get clarity as to why things like this have happened. And this is not an isolated incident of them not wanting to release motive or talk about why something like this has happened. I'm reminded of, you know, Mandalay Bay when that happened. We really never got too much clarity as to why the biggest mass shooting to to have happened happened. And you know, I think time passes and we just forget about it and we move on with our lives as we so often do with any given news story. And sometimes I just revisit that idea and go, I'm scratching my head thinking, oh yeah, what whatever did happen with that? They never really did circle back on that story and let us know why something like this happened. And you could look into that and say, well, the, well, they're just trying to keep the public safe. They don't want to reignite people's trauma. They don't want to make people scared of things that they shouldn't be scared of. They don't want to ignite hatred towards any one group of people. And I get why somebody would have that motivation and think that way. But also, there is a sense of, you know, we we kind of want to know why this is happening, educate ourselves in the best way to look for clear markers of where this could ever happen again. If we never discuss these things, which I know is you know a double-edged sword in a lot of ways, but if we never discuss these things and know why they happen, how do we prevent them? How do we get the warning signs of somebody that might fall down this path again if we have no idea what that path is? Now, I don't know the safest or best way to disseminate this information to the general public, but nonetheless, I think it should be shown to to the general public uh, because it just creates a lot of mystery and a lot of problems. And I, I just think it's best to know to give whatever objective facts you have. You don't have to package it with some sort of narrative, but unfortunately, that's all that the news media does. I'm curious to see how they begin to cover this in the, the coming days, and again, waiting for more information, because this could totally get blown out and, and told that this is not even real. We don't know. Uh, and there's more writings, so there's more to wait for. Taylor, I'm curious uh, your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I think today for sure is the is more a day for just the conversation around uh, when there is information that is of public interest uh, being withheld from the public. Like, why and should that be released? And that's you know, since we're in a place where we can't verify or we don't. I mean, the Metro Police of Nashville can verify, but since it is yet unverified by any authorities who are in possession of the materials, um, today's really more a day about making the conversation of why has this been suppressed so long? Does the public have a right to see it? And I kind of share your view that that it is a matter of public interest to be aware of the facts surrounding uh, this instance and instances like it. And it, it, it should just be uh, to, in order to avoid 
skepticism, in order to avoid conspiracy theories, in order to avoid distrust of our institutions and distrust of each other, in order to avoid the appearance that things are being politicized or you know spun to fit a certain narrative or to not support a certain narrative, um, just give the public the facts. And I could understand withholding information during like an ongoing investigation. Maybe you know if you've if you've watched enough crime dramas, uh, you know that in the course of investigation, certain times police withhold information just to see, okay, well, if if only the killer would know this information. So if we catch them, then we can, you know, check if they had a certain fact or something, you know, there's, there's room for withholding, strategically withholding information at times in order to not compromise information that could be helpful in getting a conviction or something like that. But obviously, with the shooter being deceased, I don't think that's a factor here. I'm sympathetic, of course, to the the wishes of the family and mm-hmm. their their feelings in regards to whether this uh, they want this information out there, that it could be something traumatizing for them or just painful for them. But we have to weigh that against everything else that that we just said. And unfortunately, this when it becomes also a matter of public interest, public safety, like we the public does deserve to know. And that's just the the facts of the matter. So um, without jumping the gun today and saying, okay, this is 100% authentic, let's have the conversation about uh, her motivations, let's have the conversation about what, what, why she did this and, and uh, what the ideology was and everything like that, there, there will be a day for that, hopefully, uh, if it gets verified. But until then, we are still just having questions. And I think at least well, if nothing else, um, this release will certainly put pressure on the authorities who are holding this and really uh, uh, ramp up the uh, heat under their feet in a, that they should be feeling uh, to have pressure to release the documents or at least give a satisfying explanation as to why they're not being released. So either way, this will accelerate things. And I think that's a good thing, uh, however you feel about, you know, information leaks and such. Yeah. And it's it's getting, you know, a lot of different responses, people from uh, different outlets coming forward and saying things about this being released. I do want to read one of these tweets that was put out by a man named Phil Williams, who is an investigative reporter at NC5. He says, multiple sources have told me that the selective leak of three pages of the hashtag Covenant School Shooting Manifesto is extremely misleading. People who have read the whole thing say, quote, there's something in there for everybody, end quote. Another, quote, she hated everybody. This is why journalism organizations have argued for the release of the shooter's writings so the conversation can be based on fact, not on someone's spin. And that is something to bear in mind, right? Okay, we're getting a small piece of this, uh, a selectively chosen piece. Uh, whether You can interpret that however you will. Um, there is room that, I guess, Audrey may have written about more groups and demographics that she hated. Although the conversation in at least the selected pieces that were released seems very pointed. But we're just going to have to wait and see uh, because even still, this communicates a motive to me at the very least. You can hate a bunch of different groups of people, uh, but the people who you've committed this act against, it seems like you've written extensively about exactly why you would do such a thing and what your motivation was behind it. So we will see uh, and I guess keep you posted on where this story goes and exactly what comes out because I'm sure 
it's either going to get completely scrubbed or they're going to make an attempt to do that, although I'm not sure how they would be successful in doing that now with how many people have seen these photographs, uh, or they're going to move forward and release it, or they're going to do nothing and uh, simply confirm or deny. But this has been a very, very big story today, and we will see where that goes. I think with that, we're just going to get into Super Chats today. It's going to be a, a shorter show, but I just wanted to update you on that whole story. Okay, and let's go ahead and uh, let me get everything pulled up. If you guys have questions, feel free to drop more Super Chats today. Keep this conversation going. Uh, my dude kicks us off today, says, uh, Audrey Hale was a self-described trans man, so shouldn't it be called a trans manifesto? I mean, uh, <sighs> you know, it could. It could. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's maybe a catchy thing, but also, uh, I don't know. This is such a weighty topic and stuff to yeah. make light of. Yeah. Uh, but um, RP Awareness Month. Okay, this is Alex's new moniker here. Um, okay. Says, uh, hey there, gang. Did you watch them Vikings? What a streak we're on. By the way, without this alleged manifesto, the story would have stayed dead forever. Yeah, I do think uh, this story would have stayed dead. I don't think it would have uh, been brought back up, much like the uh, Mandalay Bay shooting. Uh, where yeah, Stephen we, Paddock was his name. Yeah, where we never really got any clarity as to what was happening there. So I, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm curious just how this all went down and what else is going to happen. They've spoken to, spoken about, I think, 20 other notebooks that were, uh, that were discovered, plus uh, an actual suicide note that I think was separate from the notebooks and directly related to the incident that occurred on March 27th. So we shall see. And on your note about the Vikings and you're from Minnesota, yes, I went to the game this weekend in Atlanta. Don't really feel about, you feel like talking about that right now, but yeah, it was crazy win. So <laughs> go Vikes. Um, Cameron Campbell says, I'm not surprised that she used these, this language in order to hate someone and hurt someone this badly. You need to hate yourself and think that there's nothing left to live for. My personal theory was this could be a self-death. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, no stranger to people doing that or hearing stories of people who just want to, uh, let's say, leave the world or go out in the most dramatic fashion possible. And they don't care about the collateral damage uh, while they are on the way out. And that does sound like exactly what's happened here. Uh, she most definitely anticipated her death uh, upon committing this act. I also want to point out she does not seem highly educated whatsoever in in reading these writings there is a lot of miswritten you know spelled wrong whether that's due to lack of education or mental illness or just simply not caring i i don't know but it does not give off the vibe of an adult writing this stuff so i don't know what other problems that this individual was dealing with maybe other psychiatric comorbidities but it is communicated through through the writing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, German Delgado says, first time I catch it live, it is worse somehow, winky face. First time you What catch does that mean? It's what? worse to watch us live than I'm live? I don't know. Not sure how I feel I'm about sure. that. Thanks for your money, though, I guess. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, one more from RP Awareness Month. So now my choices in 2023 are either Oyster Girls like or girls like the TN person. What a buffet of options I have, JK, and just being bombastic, Amala. Ah, uh, got you. Well, good luck out there. Good luck out there, Alex. 
safe to say, I don't think that's your only choices. Yeah. Um, Alex Lusher says, not defending this, just curious why they'd keep a diary on this. That'd be like tweeting, I'm going to rob a bank, here's my address, come arrest me. Yeah, well, it seems to be kind of par for the course when it comes to a crime like this. People wanting to, wanting their words to be shown to the world or, you know, documenting their process of going through this. There's a lot of, um, a lot of history of people doing exactly that. And uh, clearly, she wasn't anticipating that anybody was going to find this and nobody did until the uh, destructive, violent act was committed on uh, March 27th. So there there you have it. I wish somebody had found this prior to what happened. Right, but in, in all the more reason why it would be good to get access to these journals because, hey, what are the warning signs that mm-hmm. we should be looking for when someone is going down this dark path in their mind? And, you know, again, it's just, it's helpful to, have facts to work with so that we don't have to grasp at straws, so we don't have to mistrust authorities, etc. Yep. Uh, Punch Kitten says, it's like climate change. I don't care if it's verified as long as it starts a conversation about the issue, in this case, mental illness. Yeah, I'm, I think it should be verified or denied whether or not these things are, are true or false. But I, I get what you're saying in that we should have a discussion nonetheless about what the possible motivators could be. But I, I do think in this specific instance, it's very important that what is said here is verified because there's a lot of narratives to be spun and gleaned from this, uh, given the nature of what was written. So as soon as Metro police come out and confirm that that's within their best interest. And I'm, the fact that they're waiting so long makes me believe that it is, in fact, a, a real leak of the writings, because if it wasn't, you'd think they would just, you know, stomp on him as hard as they can and say, this is fake. Right. They're in a they're in a pretty precarious position if this is authentic and they don't want to verify it. I mean, you basically you either have to say it is or it isn't at this point. Right. So it would seem. Uh, Cameron Campbell says, knowledge will prevent repeats. Sometimes we just have to see evil in the eye to confront it. It's a quote from J.K. Rowling. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I do think knowledge helps, right? I think, and we've talked about this a a few times now, when people just, you know, deduce things down to say, oh, well, that's just evil, or that person was just born evil, or all these things. I don't love those arguments or, or those narratives because there's so often things that happen within these people lo- people's lives that lead them down a certain path or a certain, uh, you know, maybe natural tendencies that they have or natural dispositions that they have that lead them down a path. And we should be informed of these things. We should be knowledgeable on these things because we can see the signs, as we keep saying throughout this entire show. It's good to be able to see the signs to uh, get identifiers. And if this is you know, something that's been brought about by culture and certain ideology and certain conversations that we're having, that's good to know, too. A lot of people don't want that narrative being shared, that maybe some of the more cultural and social issues that are underlying in this person's identity and uh, personality could be a motivating factor in this. Now, that's not to label trans people as violent or to, to label people with certain ideologies as violent. It's just to say that we need to know when these things could become extreme and to the point of violence towards other people. 100%. Um, 
One more. Cameron Campbell says, I'm reminded of Columbine, Columbine, 1999. No motive, but a very clear, angry attacker. Yeah. And we have a lot of information about Columbine. I recently watched a documentary on that and they have journals. They have tapes. There Mm -hmm. there were some some tapes. They're called the basement tapes that were destroyed um, as like years later uh, that that were not released. But there are people who have seen them and who talked about what they saw on them. But it's it's interesting. There's always I get some of the desire to like, let's not glorify this, you know, murderous uh, person's ethic or what they wanted to uh, put out there to the world. Let's not say what they wanted the world to hear because that could incentivize something. But we have to balance that against the public's right to know true information. And then you get into, it's like the the hate speech debate or or whatever, who gets to become the arbiter of uh, who hears the truth and who doesn't. And uh, in general, I'd rather err on the side of, of freedom of information, even, you know, yep. you have to bear, There's even if there's some risk that comes with that. Yeah. Uh, RP Awareness Month says, uh, if Crowder is wrong about this alleged manifesto, then why doesn't police or whoever has it release it to prove them wrong? But they won't do that because it will create more problems for the narrative. Yep. It might be, might be. We'll just have to wait and see. All of this is developing very quick today. So this all came out, you know, this morning. So we'll see. It could be a quicker turnaround than we're anticipating. It could be days. It could be, you know, hours from now. Uh, But we'll keep you posted. Yeah, I'm even trying to keep an eye on Twitter just in case something else breaks in the course of this because it's it's very new. And um, yeah, so we're we're trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, Let's see. RJ Seven Adventure Ready says, "Thank you, Amala and Tyler, <laughs> or Taylor. <laughs> Love y'all. Story of my life. Always get that. Um, <laughs> you've brought a beam of hope into my life. I look forward to seeing your future endeavors. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you so much. That's so sweet. Very mighty kind. Uh, Millie Scott, Amala, I appreciate your willingness to cover this topic. I can tell this was hard for you. This is not the kind of news anyone likes to hear. Yeah, I mean, we had other stuff planned for the show. It just does not feel right to, you know, cover this and do something else or, you know, it's it's difficult. So we apologize in advance if this is a, a shorter show. We're just going to keep this to the facts and share it with you and have the conversation. It's a it's a tricky one, not in that I don't want to, you know, insinuate certain things, but it's just such a sensitive subject and such a horrible thing that you know we, we you never want these stories to pop up uh, let alone to you know have to cover them but here we are uh celtic blacksmith says amala likes knowing what we do if i catch a live i work while working in my working my forge if i miss a live i listen at work the next day i'm a machinist oh what the heck i was like a forge what even is that <laughs> that's I know, cool i just picture like a blacksmith like forging <laughs> yeah, axes like, and <laughs> weapons and cool stuff yeah <laughs> that is that super really dope. Awesome. Very well cool. he's a celtic blacksmith so i guess that makes sense there you go <laughs> awesome that's so cool i fun fun fact i went to uh Norway on a voyage to my ancestral hometown. My last name's Trendall. It's a village in Norway or barely a village. Um, but on the way, we went to this place called Viking Village in Gudvangen. And there was a guy there who watches the show, so uh, who is the blacksmith at this like Viking reenactment village in rural Norway. So that was pretty awesome. Shout out. We follow each other on Instagram now. So shout so out to wild. the blacksmiths. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, We've got Cameron Campbell again says, we have a bad mental health crisis. We need to mm. talk about it. And no politician does except for Vivek. But by the way, did the shooter have any drugs in her? 
I don't know if they found drugs in toxicology or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I have no idea. I I would, of course, be the most concerned. Taylor and I were talking about this before the show about SSRIs because it seems to be a pretty uh, consistent factor in a lot of these people who have these violent outbursts uh, and, you know, dealing with other psychiatric problems. So I'll be curious to see if any of that is ever released or spoken about, but we most definitely have a mental health crisis outside of just the area of, of violent attacks, just in the world in general and in the U.S. Uh, specifically, it's it seems like it's growing exponentially. And it, it must be said that a lot of it is a crisis uh, of mental health that is in direct relation to identity and how we present ourselves and what we identify as in our community. So this one kind of strikes so many different chords that I, I feel like it's almost impossible to not want to know more uh, about what's happening right now, considering the fact that probably so many other people are experiencing similar struggles uh, and issues to whatever Hale was, was going through. Ghost No Name says, hello, Taylor Anomala. I don't feel it should be released. Uh, mm -hmm. It will just hurt the loved ones of the victims again and doesn't change anything from me signed to Eli. Yeah, I mean you have to do it's it's like a risk versus benefit analysis on analysis on everything. There is the harm that it could do to the loved ones and those who are directly affected. There is the idea that other people will be emboldened to commit acts like this if they are, you know, convinced that their manifesto or what they have to say is going to be read by the entire world. There's also on the flip side the argument that this is going to help to prevent future actions. If people know what to look for, they know what to find, they know the signs of what's happening with this person uh, mentally. So it, it's really hard. I don't know how to level it out and tell you, you know, what's the right way to do this and what's the, the wrong way to do it. All I know is this was released in Given that it has been released and is presumably, allegedly true, maybe we should see what else is going on. And maybe uh, what else is going on is, is what that guy said in his tweet, that she, in fact, hated everybody. And this was just, uh, she chose a spot and that's where she was going to go. And she didn't really care about who she was, you know, violently attacking. And maybe that's the truth. Maybe it's not. I guess we'll see. Uh, RP Awareness Month again says, hopefully you guys don't do a heavy subject on Friday because I'm going to let the jokes fly left and right. Taylor, is Tennessee still on edge from this event? Uh, and I haven't heard anybody like talking about it. I mean, I don't get out terribly much, um, but right. I have seen and sometimes I watch local news in the morning and have seen over the past few months some different updates on the trials and the the legal battle over whether this information will be released so it's it's definitely you know a matter of uh public interest here still and people are aware of it and talking about it and the a lot of the some of the coverage we read today is from the local news stations here so um it's definitely you know something that deeply affected middle tennessee and, and nashville in particular um yeah and on people's minds but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue to be watching the local news though to just see what's going on. And it is, it is, uh, it raises the questions like, you know, there's, there's the, the families that don't want it released. There's the, what I've heard from like the, the Metro Nashville police and stuff is that they're, they, their lawyers, I think I read somewhere that they, they said there's no obligation to release evidence in a, uh, 
in a proceeding or something. So there's maybe, maybe there's not like a legal technical obligation to do this. But again, I just think that it's because it's a matter of such uh, public interest and people deserve to have facts uh, about something that is a big story and that affects their lives potentially or affects their towns. And like you said, like people do are aware of it, are on edge. Um, we need the facts. We need all the facts and not just a sliver of them um, to that other guy's point that, that Amla read on Twitter so that people are able to have discussions and not subject to what's being re- selectively released by the authorities or what how the media is covering certain things. Like we need the facts themselves to work with. And it's so interesting um, because journalism okay. journalism used to be about sleuthing. Like if you were a journalist at a time that where something like this happened, it was of like the utmost importance that you went out and, and fought to get this story. And that has sort of died down. It's like we now amongst all of these journalistic entities, if we can even call them that, they just agree, okay, we're not going after this story and that's it. And how that happened or what sort of hierarchy is at play that now journalists don't care about actually being investigative and finding the the story that lies underneath is really crazy to me. There's not a drive for that anymore. It's just a, they decided this is not getting out. Therefore it is not getting out. Yeah, that is, you're right, Amal. That's a big part of this conversation. The media used to be the ones asking the tough questions of the mm-hmm. powers that be and why, why hasn't this been released? What's the truth in this situation? And now it's become very much an, an arm of the authorities and saying, well, the authorities are saying this, guys, so let's have deep skepticism about anybody that says anything different. And, you know, there was a lot of that during the COVID years. And and it's, it seems more and more that, especially in mainstream media, that's become a thing where they, they've become the enforcers of the the administration in power or what the mainstream narrative rather than the skeptics of it and the people demanding more information and the truth. But that's where uh, independent creators and, and platforms like X, where that where these types of uh, journalists, independent journalists are encouraged and able to speak freely is uh, very much needed in this day and age uh, when the media seems to not be wanting to do its job. Right. Uh, let's see. Abby James, his first super chat, but I've been watching for a while. I just want to show you both support. Thank you for being, for being such a voice of reason always. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you, Abby. Uh, Sepul fan. Two says, what is the benefit to the public if they release the manifesto? Just going to have regular people thinking they're psychology experts. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's always good to to know these things. And of course, you're going to have the armchair people who are thinking they can analyze every other person. I, I, I get that that is maybe a natural side effect of things like this being released. But just think about all the other, you know, kids that could possibly be sought out before an act like this happens or helped before an act like this happens. Uh, that's what I what I always think about. Of course, there's those who are just interested for the sake of, of interest, and this is a crazy thing that's happened, and I think humans are naturally curious and want to know more, so maybe that's a motivation behind it. But I do think there is good to come out of people knowing exactly why something like this was was done. Uh, Cyber Bacon says, happy to catch you live. Watch your old video reacting to Hassan Piker. It's amazing to see how you and Taylor react in such mature, intellectual way. Uh, I strive to handle negativity like y'all. Love oh, you guys. Thank you. We like to have it be water off a duck's back most of the time. We don't get all that much negativity. At the beginning, there was a lot. But so far, you know, it's been pretty chill. <laughs> we have a pretty chill audience. Not a lot of hate out here. Mm. How couldn't you love us? 
Lorelai's not animation says, well, I have the deepest sympathy for the poor families affected by this tragedy. I agree with you guys that the public deserves to know what kind of person does these things. Not sure why the police haven't confirmed. Yeah, we'll see. I give it like another day. I don't know how they couldn't confirm this by the end of today. Yeah, honestly. You know what I mean? Um, and we did just do a poll, by the way. Should all of the shooters' writings be released? 87% of you are saying yes. 13% saying no. If you haven't voted yet, make sure you do that. And drop us a like Ooh. if you have a second. Uh, help support the show. Boost that algorithm. <laughs> uh, well, as we read these last few Super Chats today, Eva says, on a lighter note, I'd like, I know you like to know our profession. I work on something somewhat controversial. I work for a dog breeder. Always get ah, puppy love. I could see how that could be uh, controversial. I don't have s such a strong stance on dog breeding, though. I didn't know that was a controversial. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, we don't need more dogs in the world. Adopt a stray type of thing. You know what I mean? Adopt a rescue. Uh, okay. Uh, but no, no, that seems, I bet you're surrounded by puppies all day, which is awesome. <laughs> That's kind of fun. It's <laughs> good. To be, yeah. Uh, I wish that was the extent of the controversial nature of my profession, but alas. <laughs> it goes a little deeper. <laughs> I've been meeting new friends here in Nashville. Like, so what do you do? I'm like, well, you know, we're kind of podcast, YouTube right. channel. What is it? And it's like, well, you know, oh, just gotta, just gotta own it though. Yeah, hopefully like actually, if they actually watch, I have absolutely nothing to worry about. But it's just like right. the perception of, oh, you talk about politics from what side? Let me immediately jump to conclusions on you. It's like right. That. Hopefully uh, you have better anyways. luck in Nashville, though. There should be more like minded individuals. Yeah, this normal. is true. This yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. L.A. was much worse. Uh, Magical Math said it just sends uh, great British pounds, but no message. So thank you, Math's head. Thank you. You know he's British because he said maths. <laughs> maths, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. Why. I wish we said maths. It just sounds sounds better to me. I don't know why. Uh, this person, Noor, spamming in the chat saying, can you say hi? And you got uh, temporarily uh, banned uh, <laughs> so we for said bye. 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so hi and bye. You hi got your attention, bye. but you can no longer Shanghai, chat. Dubai. <laughs> uh, let's see. Damaris Reyna just sends a super chat. No message. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Maidan Haidar says, I never liked this whole comparison between Brett Cooper and Ben Shapiro. Brett has a lot more honesty and talent. They should not be in the same league. I've never heard them be compared to one another other than the fact that they look alike. I've never heard. Uh, I would I would never compare the two because it, it, they're so extremely abundantly different in everything, everything they cover, everything they do, the style of their show. I've not I've not seen such comparisons. Yeah, there there is an there is an uncanny physical resemblance. There is, uh, but other than that, yeah, uh, I don't think that there's a ton of overlap between what they cover right. and uh, no. how they go about doing that. <laughs> like, remember their their debate over the the Barbie movie? Like, oh Brett yeah, was like, oh that yeah, was the one I just crossover. thought it was cute, and Ben was like, no, it was wrong because of this, 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 <laughs> and this, and like, which was like me and my wife, but right, it's right. <laughs> Uh, Celtic Blacksmith says, thanks for the love, Taylor. Blacksmiths are historically underappreciated, valuable, but underappreciated. Hey. Um, just thought I'd lighten the air today. No, well, we appreciate it. And Shout we appreciate you and your very cool profession. Yes, we do. That's awesome. <laughs> Badass. Uh, Rod Line says, do you think this hasn't been released yet because of political ideological reasons? Mm, there's so many different factors. I don't know. I don't want to like... Uh, be accusatory in any way about what could be happening here because it could just very well be that they're respecting the wishes of, uh, you know, people who lost loved ones that day. And that's something to 
keep in mind. It also could be that they don't want certain people being influenced to think certain things. I've heard the narrative that it's going to encourage hate towards trans people, and that's why they don't want it getting out, and they're going to make the assumption that this was an attack on Christians. There's a lot of different things it could be, and some of them are, yes, uh, you know, suppressing this for the sake of political ideology. I hope it is not that, you know, given, you know, other stories that have happened and how corrupt we know the media is, it, it you know, sometimes you speculate and think that that's exactly what's happening here, but all I can do is, is speculate. Yeah, and I just made a poll for you guys in the chat if you think that this is motivated. The release of the manifesto's delay has been motivated by political or ideological reasons. So for, as as I expect, and over 90% yeah. think there is. And it's just, you know, we know that just if you've been paying attention to the news in the last, what, five, 10 years, mm-hmm. there's certain there's certain narratives and certain protected sort of topics. And, and if a story supports or facts support a narrative, then you see them more. And if facts don't support a certain narrative, you see them less. And certainly that would hold true in something like this, where the person involved has the LGBTQ identity, it had, says things about white people, whatever it may be. Of course, the, there's probably a lot of people who, given the opportunity to not let that information out, would seize that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um but again, which is why, and, and we, but you have to shoot straight with it. If, if, if the narrative doesn't support your side, when the facts come out about a different situation, you should still want that information released and not try to suppress it. So right. it's important to be even handed with this stuff. Right. Um, okay. Amit Chuck, Chuck Rapini. Amit Chakrapini, I think I got that right. Uh, why should the victims have a say when it came to sharing the manifesto? In my country, India, they wouldn't wait a second before releasing or leaking this information. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, I guess, different strokes for different folks on it. I don't know. I don't know how much weight it is actually carrying uh, what they do. It could be a convenient excuse uh, as to why this is not being released. I think most of the times you we used to operate with giving the public as much information as we possibly could, but... You know, there's always certain things that remain classified or that we will never, ever know about. So how much how much have we really known this entire time? How much has the media truly shared with us this entire time? Because it feels like as the we start to see the man behind the curtain more and more, it's just like lies, deception, corruption. It's hard to even uh, see what's up and what's down in this stuff. So we'll see. We do we do hope for it to be released so that we have more information, but May never be. Jessica says, longtime fan of the show. On a lighter note, I'm currently raising some wood pigeons and they have been taking taken interest when you're on screen, uh, getting them (laughs) based before they enter the real world. Lots of love. That's hilarious. I'm always like, who's watching the show right now? And a pigeon is watching the show? That, I had to look up what a wood pigeon is, by the way, and it's this that, adorable... That's a pigeon made out of wood, or is it a species of pigeon? It's a species of pigeon, it seems. It looks like a little blue-headed pigeon. Adorable. Okay. Adorable. That's what I thought at first, and then when she said getting them based before they enter the real world, I'm like, does that mean like they're putting? she's putting these wood pigeons on like wooden bases? <laughs> or, but no, it means like based, like they're getting, getting, they're getting you know, aware of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That is super cool, though. Yeah, that man. is super funny. Hey, pigeons. I love we got blacksmiths and pigeon makers and all kinds of cool people watching today. <laughs> yeah, this we is do. <laughs> so fascinating. It's fun. Your lives are much more interesting than ours. Yeah. 
Uh, Liam says extremism on both sides is making this sort of thing happen. We need to recognize far left and far right agendas are dangerous. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's just like the news is not the news anymore. It used to be like, here are the facts. Here's what's happening around you. Here's, um, you know, objectively what we found. And now it's like, here's my opinion on what we found today. And here is my framing on what we found today. It's just scary, scary. Sun Sue Me just sends a super chat. No message. Thank you. Albert Armstead sends a super chat of what looks like, oh, it's a high five. So thank you for Boom. that. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you. Joanna, Joanna Brand says, this is my first live. Love your videos. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had we had a good one come out this weekend. I'm reacting to a bunch of crazy TikToks. Yeah, that uh, was fun. Dog person and... Uh, really aggressive lady who said white people need to all shut up and somebody, some really, really good ones. Yeah. So somebody said good morning is racist. Catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying good morning's racist. Yeah. Uh, Go check out never. Saturday's video. I, I love doing those because it's just like, it's crazy and strange, but it's just always interesting to see what some people are thinking. What those among say, us like, It kind of gets old in some sense, but then in another sense, it never gets old because they keep inventing new ways to just be yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, that in and itself is entertaining, mm -hmm. but then it kind of makes you think about, well, why is this ridiculous? And then it kind of gives you a better uh, grasp on reality. Yeah. One would hope. It's just like intellectually sparring, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good time. <laughs> uh, WL Phantom says, have you seen the PragerU documentary Detransition? Love the show. I have not yet watched the documentary, uh, but I know it's on a very, you know, important topic. So I will have to go ahead and check that out. I did watch um, Amir Odom, who did a whole thing on Detransition, which I love his YouTube channel and always encourage you to go subscribe to Amir. Uh, I think it's going to be a topic that is going to come to a head very, very soon. And many are hopefully going to be talking about and giving voice to. So it's always a good subject matter to talk about. You know, we support that. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to see. I think they they bought out like uh, on X the the trending topic of the day the day it released, and of course like NBC News and mainstream media jumped on that and was like they're spreading this transphobic propaganda or whatever. So mm -hmm. you know, making mad the right people and raising awareness on, a, on an important issue. So that's that's dope. Mm -hmm. um, Cameron Campbell says I would not. I would argue not releasing the. No, sorry. <laughs> I would argue not releasing will create more hate, uh, as it will only release only increase mistrust and division. Yeah, uh, it can because you now you have this big hole in your mind of what happened, what the motivations were. And if somebody doesn't fill that with facts and give you, you know, what was written, give you the manifestos and the notebooks, you fill that in yourself. Uh, and um, it's not logical to do that. It's not a good thing to do that, but it's just human nature. It's what we do. We start to fill in based on our own maps and biases and prejudices. We fill in what happened in our brains. So in a lot of ways, having the facts and just having what is written is, is very helpful and can deter hatred from, you know, coming to a boiling point. And I think this may be our last one. From okay. RP Awareness Month, formerly known as Cheesecake Bro, says, Hey, Amla, 
you know who you need to have watch your show? Those three of fours. And if they don't change, send them back to the streets, Amal, if they, they need help. They probably won't ever be watching my show. I don't think we're a program that's on their docket or on their roster in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but maybe. Who knows? You never know what'll happen. <laughs> we did have a, a good RP adjacent video to react to today that we'll probably save for, for Wednesday or another time. Uh, yeah. The girl who said a guy should make at least 500K. Uh, if he's going to ask her out or else it's a no. Delulu. Delulu is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> uh, one more from Celtic Blacksmith. Yo, Pigeon Meister, interested in a hand-forged perch or anything? I got to bankroll these super chats, homie. <laughs> I love that. The blacksmith guy making the pigeon guy yeah. something. We're That's doing deals through the super chats, guys. Uh, hit each other up. You know the usernames now. <laughs> you guys can meet in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. There you go. Mind blown. Wow. Wow. We're just making connections on today's show. (laughs) One more from Bernie Choi here. Have have a happy Monday and a great week. Enjoy our ending the show on a good note. Thank you, Bernie. I greatly appreciate that. That is awesome. Guys, thank you so much for watching. I know today was a heavy subject matter and a little sensitive, so uh, I hope at least you've gotten informed in some way, shape, or form. It's made you think a little bit. Uh, As always, leave what you're thinking about in the comments down below after the show. I encourage healthy debates, so duke it out, but do so respectfully. Tell me how you feel about the release, the alleged release of this manifesto. Should they release the rest? Should they keep it from the public? What's uh, within the public's best interest? What's within the best interest of the those who have been directly affected by uh, what happened on March 27th. Let me know down below. If you liked this stream or you felt informed, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow's video. What is tomorrow's video about? I hope I've already forgotten. Taylor. <laughs> Um, what did we film today? Why can I not remember? Ah, shoplifting. Shoplifting and the fact that every time you have, you go to a store now when you're living in a major city, everything is behind glass cases. We're going to talk about why that's the case, why the left thinks that's the case, and they're assuming it is some sort of racist plot against all of us. So check that out when it comes out tomorrow. Guys, thank you so much for watching, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.